A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changers, wherever you may be in the world. Today, I am joined by a fellow, I was going to say a fellow countryman of mine. He is a fellow countryman of mine, but he's also from the same hometown. Paul Kelly from Nottingham, England, United Kingdom, affectionately known as PK. PK, are we allowed to call you PK on this uh, professional podcast? We certainly are allowed to call me PK because most people, um, even most professional people call me PK because... Wherever I've worked, there's always been more than one Paul, coincidentally. Okay. Yeah, it certainly um, yeah, saves any confusion here, doesn't it? So, listeners, one of the things that uh, PK and I thought we'd talk about is creating a better world. It's a question of how. And that, that word, how, that very simple three-letter word, PK, is very significant, isn't it? How. It can, how can incorporate a number of things? I mean, if we just break the how down into some of its most simplistic form and talk about health, others, and wealth, from those three simple but very vast things, we can talk about so many different aspects of our life and how we can start to create a better world just from those three things. Mm. I mean, they're simple words, aren't they? But they're so, you know, I would even go as far as to say that they are the three pillar stones, cornerstones of all our lives. Health, others, which is a, another word for relationships, and wealth. I mean, without those three things, and any one of those is missing, then, you know, we have severe challenges in life, don't we? Most definitely. You can have... Um, a good relationship and you can be wealthy but without the health it doesn't really count for anything you need um to have all three to have a fulfilling existence a fulfilling life in my opinion because if you've only got two you've got something lacking and it's often the one thing that's lacking that which is the most vital mm. So maybe when Meatloaf sang that iconic song, PK, two out of three ain't bad, maybe they need to change that iconic hit and the words to you need all three. Not quite got the same ring somehow, has it? <laughs> no, I don't think it's quite as catchy. Um, but I think where he was at, he was probably, he'd probably got all three. Mm. Um, to a different degree to maybe you or I, He'd probably got the health, the others, and the wealth um, to on a on a vaster scale to what most people who walk this earth can imagine. Um, maybe he enjoyed his others and his wealth to the detriment of his health, but that's perhaps where he was at at the time. I think as we go through life, um, our health, our others, and our wealth, what's most important at the three can fluctuate. Mm. 
the um, couple of things that fall out of that. I mean, is it a question of balance between the three? You know, can we be strong in one area, but not so in the others? And the other thing is, I can remember vaguely reading something. It was like a, a caption, a muse, that says most people spend their lives chasing wealth and then in later life need to spend that wealth on redressing their health. I thought that was quite interesting. I think we're, we're conditioned to chase the pound note or to chase the dollar or to, to chase the euro because we live in a society where people value wealth as being more important than health and people work every hour that they can possibly work to try and accumulate sums of money to, in theory, improve their lives. And this can often be to the detriment of their health. While they're spending all these hours getting stressed out, trying to meet tight deadlines to make, to seal a deal, they're not actually paying enough attention to their health. And I think that's what that's where that statement comes from. Mm. We spend 30 years trying to accumulate enough wealth so that we can retire, hopefully in good health. But often it turns out that we've stressed our bodies out that much that when we come to retire, we don't get to enjoy it because we haven't looked after our health in the meantime. Mm. Is it too cliched, PK, to suggest that the, the real wealth is health? For me, without the health, you haven't really got a healthy relationship because you can't look after your partner unless you've got, unless you're healthy yourself. You can't accumulate as much wealth unless you're healthy yourself, because if you're continually ill or requiring surgery or medication, then you cannot be living as fulfilled a life as you could if you're in perfect health. Mm. We'll dig down into that more, listeners, in future episodes, because we intend to make this a little bit of a mini-series. So I think this first one, PK, we'll just prod and poke, because and, I think it's a fascinating thing, isn't it? You know, this health, as, as we've said already, massive areas, each and every one of them, health, others, wealth. And, you know, just to repeat a question um, that I asked earlier, is it a question of balance? For me, it has to be a question of balance. Um, my grandmother often said, um, do everything, do everything in a balanced manner. Um, you've got to look after your health if you want to improve your life. The health is the most important thing. So it's about, I think it's that old fashioned saying, everything in moderation, mm. know your limits, know your strengths and weaknesses, and don't push your body to its its very limits for a long period of time because it will have a detrimental effect on your health. You'll end up doing exactly the opposite to what you actually want to do. So it's that every little thing in moderation, I think. Keep it yeah. simple. Yeah, I must have a word with myself around that one, PK, when I'm training. I must have a word with myself. Hmm. Interesting concept. <laughs> Fantastic advice, by the way, listeners. Fantastic advice. But it brings in this whole thing, PK, doesn't it? The, we know about these things, all of us, you know, we know about the importance of X or Y or Z, you know, good health and, you know, looking after our finance. But doing it is another thing, isn't it? And that's why 
I think the question of how is so significant. You know, it's not just three simple letters that have creatively been put together to arguably reflect the most three important pillars of our life, or, or you know, being the very broad pillars. Um, it's so much more than that because, you know, the world's full of people with um, expert opinions, giving advice. But when we ask that question, yeah, that's great. But how? There's very few of us, um, from, from my experience, that's, that can tell us how or, or suggest or guide. I wouldn't say tell us, but, you know, give us those insights and those shares. Um, what, what do you think about that, PK? I think often we get caught too caught up in the, the here and now and we don't get time or create enough time to reflect on where we're currently at and where we want to go. For me, I can think of periods in my life where you get caught up in the moment and you're, you think you're doing the right thing for yourself. But then when you look back six months down the line, you've not achieved what you wanted to do because you didn't really set any strong intentions you got caught up in a day-to-day -day scenario. And then before you know it, that day-to-day -day became a month and then it became six months. And then you didn't achieve what you could have done if you'd have planned things through a bit better. So for me, it's about setting intentions, setting almost declaring affirmations that in this three months, I'm going to focus on my spiritual well-being. I'm going to focus on creating time to relax during those three months, I'm also going to focus on my emotional well-being. I'm going to avoid involvement with negative people. I'm going to look after myself by creating space to relax. And I know that that is something that I can struggle with because I'm a do-do-do kind of person. But I think it's essential to be mindful of quiet time creating that time to meditate, to think things through clearly, to set purposeful goals for the future, things that you can achieve. But you can't do that if you get stuck in the moment all the time. Um, we can juggle and juggle and juggle and juggle, but we're not going to get the results we're looking for. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just going back to that example of physical training, to, to draw a parallel with what you've said there, BK, around the reflection, I mean, with the physical training, the day's rest or the rest periods are equally important, if not more important, than the actual the training itself. And I think that's a great parallel for life that, that we tend to, as you say, through conditioning, know, and, and dare I say, the more masculine energy just drives and drives and drives and drives. And... To its detriment, really. And I speak from personal experience there, listeners. I think the older I've become, the more I've realised that less is more. You can do, 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 but you sometimes you just need to stop and go, actually, I need to take a break because I'll actually do more if I take a break and think things clearly than I will do if I keep do, do, do. Mm. Uh, people often do too much, get burnt out and then have to rest for longer periods than if they did things a bit more slowly and a bit more methodically. Um, I believe a lot of this is developed from the, what I call the instantaneous society where everything's instantly available. We can Google the answer to something in 10 seconds. Whereas before we'd have to look it up in encyclopedia 
Wikipedia Britannica. Um, with the internet and mobile phones and iPads, you can find the answer to almost anything in 10 seconds. And we've developed a society that craves this instant access to everything. And I think this is, this is part of the problem. Absolutely. That, yeah, that instant, um, no, you know, that instant hit, isn't it, so to speak? That in- gratification is the word I'm looking for. You know, whether it's buy, you know, buy now, pay later on credit cards. I mean, I think that kind of phase um, has died down somewhat. But I can remember a few years ago, I can remember being in a position where you could get a mortgage, you know, three times the value of the, of the property. It was ridiculous. I mean, you know, people were throwing money around irresponsibly, irresponsibly. I mean, you know, times have changed. Peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs, waves and what have you. Think, you know, life has those cycles, doesn't it? But, yeah, it's so interesting how we as humans seek that, that instant gratification. I have a theory around that, PK, that the reason for that is in life, as you know, we have six human needs. Listeners, we've spoke around the six human needs quite a lot it's never far off my own lips because I believe in the immense power of that model. I know it works hands down. But when we look at that instant gratification, the reason for that, whether it's finance or whatever the inverted commas pleasure is, it's meeting our need for certainty because we like pleasure in life. We like to feel good. We, we get a, a feel good factor by being in control. And that's what certainty is after all, isn't it, PK? The need for certainty when people are under pressure, that is what they go to first. They, they need something that's concrete that they know is going to happen. And it's, it's like you say, it's one of the six basic human needs. And we all, every day, go back to these six human needs. Whether, whether we think we do or we don't, we... we we know we do. Mm. So is there a relate? I mean, okay, the six human needs and how. I mean, we could we could apply well, we yeah, I mean that's an academic exercise, really. I was just thinking, listeners, you know, is there a relationship? I'm always looking to simplify things, distill things. But you know what? What's that after all, if not a, a need for certainty? Making things simple. Because I've learned over the years how the, you know, general, and it is a massive generalization, but of course we shouldn't generalize, uh, but we do. And I'm always looking for that simplicity, you know, almost that silver bullet in life that will give the answer to people's problems. And just for a moment, I was getting drawn in there, PK, to try and create some correlation between the how model and the six human needs but having the awareness to stop and say, this is not an academic level debate. Maybe, you know, I mean, maybe the, there is some kind of, uh, I'll use the term again, academic correlation, but that's not the purpose of this, this, uh, this podcast episode. So let's flip back to the how model then. And as I say, we're having a, a general chat around um, health, various aspects of health, PK, from your your mind what would they be when when somebody says to you the word the broad word health what automatically comes to mind 
for me, it means living at peace with my, my, um, with myself, with my body, looking after myself, um, having, being of good mind and of good body, and being content with what I've got. It's it's all about inner peace for me. Hmm. Is the um, is it being too simplistic to suggest? <laughs> That the only really two key aspects of health um, are the the mind and the body. Is is that too simplistic? Are there any other key considerations that you know when we yet again we throw that broad word of health around that we should consider? I think it's about what we put into our what we put into our body, how we fuel our body, how we hydrate our body. Um, there's been numerous amounts of work done on hydration over the last 10 to 15 years. I think it all started with the sports psychologist and then it sort of graduated to mainstream life. Having your five pieces of fruit a day, eating more vegetables, making sure you consume three liters of water a day, getting plenty of vitamins, having a balanced diet, doing plenty of exercise. All of these things all contribute to our health. And I think I've made a conscious effort over the last two years to drink more water. I always like drinking water, but now I try and make sure that I drink at least three liters of water every day. And it's, it's through experience. When I played sport, I always did it. When I went to the gym, I always did it. But in my day job, I kind of forgot to do it, to do it most of the time. And it's, it's that getting caught in the moment again. You've got to constantly have the awareness to look after look after yourself. Mm. But I mean that that's I mean that's very relevant, PK. That's very relevant around the kind of body element. But my question was, do we oversimplify as humans to say the only two aspects of life that really matter, or in terms of health, are the mind and the body? You know, are there yeah. other aspects of health that? we sometimes maybe forget about that maybe we shouldn't forget about. That was, was kind of where I was coming from. I think what lots of us forget about our emotional health, Yeah. how we look after ourselves, um, who we interact with can have a massive effect on our emotional health. If we surround ourselves with negativity, um, we will ultimately, we will become more negative as a person. And I think too often people get sucked into cycles of negativity and they don't know how to break free. They don't have the awareness to see that they're not the negative person, but they've surrounded themselves with negativity that is bringing them down. Um, and that's something that we've got to try and we've got, again, we've got to have that awareness to look after ourselves, um, to extricate ourselves from negative situations and negative people and find ourselves working with more positive people. Mm. So other than um, physical health, mental health, you've just brought in emotional, any other key considerations of health, PK? I think physical health um, is, is the one, I think people who sit at a desk all day, often neglect their physical health. Uh, I frequently hear people say, I haven't got time to go to the gym. I haven't got time to exercise. 
we've all got the same amount of hours in a day, 24 hours in a day. It's how we plan our day. Uh, we've got to plan our day so we get our physical exercise in. It's a fundamental of life. Um, as soon as our body packs up or our heart packs up, we're on our way out. Um, and it's, it's as simple as that, really. Mm. So, yeah, again, um, I ask, is there any other considerations around, you know, we've mentioned three aspects of health. Is, is there any more? Um, physical health, spiritual health. Mm, absolutely. Spiritual health. How can we overlook that on listeners? Where, tell us about spiritual health, PK. Absolutely. For me, several years ago, I tried to create something that was called nicism, which was almost a response to all the other isms in the world that I don't want to mention on this particular podcast. I'm sure we can all think of them. Um, and it was about creating an ism that was purely positive, where everybody was nice and civil and at peace with each other. And I wanted to try and spread this around the world. Now, I've, by sheer luck or by the law of attraction, I seem to have found myself working with a similar group of people who don't exhibit any form of anger, resentment, and know how to conduct themselves. And I think it's about finding the, the right people to work alongside who also have the same kind of flow and energy and almost live by the same rules. People who are content, mm. but want to help others. That's the kind of spiritual world or health that I'm talking about. And that's critical, isn't it? In all our lives, listeners. You know, that random act of kindness. And we take it for granted, don't we? You know, how many times have you heard or even said, you know, when somebody's patted you on the back or gave you a compliment and you've said, oh, stop making a fuss. It weren't nothing. You know, I think one of the things is as humans, we're not very good at accepting praise. That's a control thing again. We like to give it. You know, we like to, I mean, you know, I did it for many decades. I, I had to be in control. You know, you were not allowed to do anything for me. I had to be the one doing all the giving. It was a control thing around my own insecurity, my own vulnerability, my own uncertainty. And, you know, I think that still prevails through a fear-based world that, you know, raises its, well, it doesn't dominate the world. It's, um, well, it, unless we let it, of course, we have a choice. And, um, but that whole thing around taking control back, but taking control back so that others benefit as well. That's massive, PK, isn't it? Absolutely massive. I think once, you've, once you're at peace with yourself, you realise there's more to life than just self. You want to help others. You want to contribute to the well-being of others. You want to spread your, your love and help people conquer their fears. You want to help as many people as you can. But you want to do it in a structured way. You want to do it in a way that they, they can see that what you're doing is a good way of doing things. Um, you want to express yourself in things in ways that are clear be able to explain to people why it's important to exercise to diet to get plenty of sleep to 
give yourself quiet time to remove yourself from negative people, from anger, from fear and depression. And I think once people start to realize that you can control your mood, you can control how you feel just by taking action, um, people can see that it's a lot easier than it may first appear to be. Mm. I just want to share, listeners, something that uh, a wise old man taught me <laughs> more years ago than I care to remember. It's interesting how I've never... I had not got a clue. I was about 16 or 17 at the time when he explained this to me. I had not got a clue what he was talking about. Strange, though, how his words stuck with me over the years and in latter years, in latter decades, how they've come very, very, very true, very wise words. And so when we ask this question of how, you know, the health, the others, which is relationships and the wealth, one of the things that I've learned as a very simple way of remembering the importance of aspects of health, and that's why I ask PK these questions around, you know, are there any more just than the, the mind and the body? And we've identified four. If you draw a triangle and split that triangle into four equal parts, so just draw a line. So you've got a little bit at the top and then draw a line a bit below that. So chop the, the triangle up into, just draw a line and chop it up into four parts. And then on the bottom bit, write the word physical. On the next bit up, write the word mental. On the next bit up, the one uh, just underneath the top bit, write the word emotional. And right at the top, in the apex of the tri triangle, write the word S for spiritual. And I call that the SEMP triangle. The SEMP triangle, because for me, that reinforces the importance of spiritual, emotional, mental and physical health. And as that wise old sage told me um, many, many, many moons ago, the most important of those is the spiritual health, that connection to source, whatever that may be. And that's going to be different and intimately different for all of us. And um, there's no right or wrong on that for some. It will be spirit. For others, it will be God. Um, you know, that, that's not for me to label or anyone else to label. But that spiritual connection, that spiritual health that sustains us through life's very challenging moments. Any thoughts around that health model, PK? I think it's all about connection and it's all about it's all about energy. And we can control our energy by by what we do to our body, where we where we place our body who we place our body near to, who we meet, who we form partnerships in business with. We all know somebody who we've spoken to. And every time they speak to you, it feels like your energy is draining from you. Now, why would we keep putting ourselves in these situations? If we know someone's having a negative effect on our lives, we need to remove ourselves. And otherwise, we're, we're not being true to ourselves for one, and we're draining, we're wasting our own time and our own lives. So we've got to be in contact with our own source, with our own spirit, 
and with our own mind and with our own well-being. And we've got to constantly reflect, but we can't do that unless we create space for ourselves. Thinking time, meditation time. We can't do too much because it always has a negative impact on our health. And very, very timely, PK, very nicely there. You've ended on the health word. And that will be the part where we come into the second, uh, the second episode. We will start and focus in on the many aspects of health. So thank you, PK, for a nice, well, first of all, for being part of this podcast conversation, but uh, equally nicely bringing things to a very, very polished close there. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And there we have it, listeners. So we will follow this on, as we've said, with a bit of a deeper dive on the health aspect of how. And all that remains now for me to say, as I always do at this stage, remember the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?